You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. Views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. It has been an amazing, amazing journey with you. And I look forward to the continued journey uh, as so many of you have reached out and have given us some great ideas about what you would like to hear uh, us do in this 14 hours of live radio that the Dr. Pat Show does and our affiliate Transformation Talk Radio and all of our networks, including this one. Today, we've got a great show, very important, very important show and very important topic. Um, when we think about our lives and we think about you, you know, how we age gracefully, there isn't a person on the planet uh, that is in my age range or even younger that doesn't think about what am I going to be like when I reach that pivotal point where I can finally relax in life, what is it that I'm going to be able to do? Will I be able to function? What will my mind be like? And this is a, you know, a conversation that, you, that very few people have in public and many people have in their heads. But most of the time, we wonder about what is actually going on and, you know, what does stress cause us to, to do? How does it affect our minds? How does it affect our brains? Joining me here today, Dr. Shlomo Brezny is joining me here as the author of an incredible, incredible book, Maximum Brain Power, Challenging the Brain for Health and Wisdom. Uh, and I'm so thrilled to have him join us here while, uh, you know, he's traveling through the country and, you know, this is an important conversation about how he has learned in the seven plus books uh, that he has put out there, including an autobiography, Memory Feels, dealing with the child, uh, childhood during the Holocaust. But most importantly, he is on a mission to help each of us understand you know, what the brain is capable of despite what we might believe. Um, Dr. Bresnitz, thank you for joining us here today. It's great to have you on the show. My pleasure. This is a conversation, as I said earlier, that many people think about, but very few people talk about. Uh, what, what is the shame around this? Are we all so afraid of, of losing our minds here? Well, uh, the thing is that the only thing that we have in fact, the only thing that who we are are our memories. Mm. And uh, the fear of losing.
losing uh, track of our past is something which is uh, incredibly powerful and understood, uh, understandable. It is, it is really perhaps the greatest threat that a person's mind uh, can imagine. I want to say that this is a very, very personal conversation for me because, uh, you know, I am the daughter of a woman who absolutely uh, experienced some of the traumas and and uh, loss of, of mind, actually, okay. that you refer to in the book. You know, my mother uh, was uh, very, very depressed. Some people say that there could be multiple diagnoses for her and attempted suicide once and finally did, uh, was able to end her own life. So this is a conversation because, you know, for most of us, we don't understand how things happen why they happen, or even if they actually do happen. Tell us a little bit about what maximum brain power means, and is it achievable for everyone? Yes. Let me start by saying that uh, there is is a lot of good news recently in the uh, area of scientific research about the brain and the aging brain. And the, the main point about the good news is that the brain... Although it tends to decline over the years to some extent, but decline primarily in terms of the speed with which it processes information, uh, not in many, many other respects necessarily. Uh, there are ways to keep it going and to keep in good shape. They're very much like uh, physical exercise and uh, in in investing in physical well-being, we have to look at the person uh, in a a broader sense, and the mind is, of course, the most important organ. Therefore, we have to exercise it with the greatest care. The the problem that we have uh, is that the brain is extremely efficient in learning from experience. And... uh, and that is a problem to the extent that once we have experienced a lot, there is less and less need to think about new situations because they all seem familiar. So what the brain does, rather than analyzing and being challenged by a new problem, it just searches the vast database that we have Um, based on the past experience, and it comes up with a precedent which is pretty close to the current situation. And this happens effortlessly, very fast, often entirely automatically, and there is no need to spend any effort on this. And it just so happens that the brain can allow itself to grow even more lazy than it typically is because the brain is a very lazy organ. You have to challenge it and make it work. Otherwise, it will just use its uh, effective memory in order to go around the need to think and spend effort. The problem with old age is, well, this is an advantage and a problem. Uh As we grow older, we have a lot of experience. We have seen everything. We have heard everything, or mostly everything. We have thought about mostly everything uh, several times, 
many times uh, before. So there is no need to think, and the brain gets duller and duller because of that. I would say that uh, I, I would venture to, to, to propose that some of the decline, not all of it, unfortunately, but some of the decline uh, of cognitive functioning in old age is due to the uh, prevalence of vast experience. So uh, the problem is that uh, things that, things become routine because they are familiar. And therefore, the only way to challenge the brain, and this is what it requires in order to stay healthy, it has to work. It has to be challenged. Just as a regular muscle, if we don't use it, uh, we, we, we lose the capacity to effectively use it later. So it becomes weak. Uh, the brain, too, needs to be challenged. And the only way to challenge it is by novelty, by, by uh, exposing ourselves to new stimulations, to new environments, to unfamiliar and, uh, and, and uh, new um, areas, whether it is through travel, which is fantastic because it's not only pleasant, but you hear uh, different sounds of language, you taste different tastes of food, you see different scenery. It, it's a very good way to, to, to give fresh air to our uh, aging brains is to travel. But there are other ways as well, and that's really the good news, that, that it, is, it is, of course, always the case that the sooner one invests in the brain, the better. But it also happens that it is never too late. I think that is really the most, I mean, you know, thank you so much for sharing that. I think that is really very exciting, that this idea that it's never too late, because I think we live in a society right now where uh, we don't really see aging as being something that can be, uh, be looked at differently. I mean, other than what's out there in our pop culture about how we look on the outside. You know, don't you think that we have to change our mindset on what's possible as we come into our more seasoned years? I can't agree with you more. And and in some ways, there are uh, there there are some beginnings in this direction. And I'm sure that as the baby boomers generation gets older, uh, it will contribute dramatically to the changing norms about and perceptions about aging because it has done so in all other stages of its uh, of its life uh, it, it it's it is uh, um, it, 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 what we have to do we have to think about uh, ourselves as being actually um, it's our brains and and the rest of it is just uh, everything that supports it uh, the brain because everything happens in the brain so it's really focal. And uh, when we age, we feel that certain things are much harder than there were before. And we forget names and we forget sometimes words and we are searching for words and find all kinds of tricks to go around it so that people don't, uh, are, are, do not notice uh, that, that we have problems. But this is uh, natural and not very, very uh, important. It is, it is uh, as long as we are doing new things.
and thinking uh, uh, about fresh, uh, fresh ideas and and something which we have not done before. I know people who start learning a new musical instrument later uh, in life, and they don't have to be virtuosos. They, 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 but but it's a fantastic challenge for the brain and gives a lot of pleasure. And uh, and and reading good books is fantastic. The, the problem is watching too much television. That's really passive, and the brain uh, uh, does not get challenged by it. Uh, let, let me give you a very simple example. Perfect. That I that uh, that compares, let's say, reading and watching TV. Uh, let's assume that I'm watching uh, that 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 I'm reading a book. And the author of the book wants to describe um, something in detail. Let's say the beauty of a woman uh, that is described, that's a heroine of the book. So uh, I look at the page. I don't see the beauty. What I see are black letters on white paper. And my brain has to do fantastic amount of work in order to comprehend these letters, change them to words and sentences and ideas, and then to imagine what, what the author meant by, 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 by describing her face in this manner and so on, and perhaps recall from my memory similar faces and so that I will be able, finally, after a lot of hard work, to see the beauty of that woman. And, of course, the way I will see her would be very different from you or from anybody else. Now, this is fantastic because it really requires, a, it's, it's very challenging. But, but what, what, if you are watching a television and, uh, and, somebody, and, and the producer wants to show a beautiful face, they just choose a beautiful actress. You just open your eyes and you don't have to do anything. She is there in front of us. So the 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 the, the, um, the discrepancy between these two media is unbelievable, and the amount of uh, challenge that one gets from reading a book is uh, uncomparable at, uh, to to TV, which is very passive. And in fact, there is a lot of research that uh, the, 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 there is a relationship, unfortunately, between number of hours on the average a person spends watching TV, and the chances of uh, cognitive decline in old age. They go together, hand in hand. I'm not saying that there are not some fantastic uh, TV shows, but those are rare. Most of them do not require much from us. Well, this is, this is really a, an important conversation, a platform for what you and I are going to talk about. Uh, but we have that arguments back and forth, left and right, especially around our young people and how our young people engage in text messaging and a whole different world that a lot of us were not exposed to. Uh, and one, what I'd love to do is take a short break. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Dr. Bresnitz about maximum brain power challenging the brain why this is such an important book and why is this book important for people of all ages you know have the experts got it right i don't know we're going to talk about that and much more later on in the show we're going to talk about change and what does this mean 
and why are the levels of stress so high and what are the consequences? Stay tuned. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. We're going to take a short break. This is an incredible book. I recommend it to all of you out there. Maximum brain power. Uh, and when we get back, I'll make sure that you have lots of information on how to get a copy of the book and much more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one. Transformation Talk Radio. Change your coffee experience forever with Kameno Island Coffee Roaster. Fair trade, certified organic, shade-grown delicious coffee. The Kameno Island Coffee Roasters are giving back. Receive a free pound of the most popular single origin coffee, Papua New Guinea, to the first 250 callers. The number is toll-free, 855-438-8671. Just pay $8.95 shipping and handling, and you can try triple certified coffee for yourself. The number is toll-free, 855-438-8671. This is a free pound of coffee that retails at $16.95. Once you've tried this coffee... You will automatically be enrolled in the Coffee Lovers Club for free and will always receive free shipping and nearly 30% off retail of your coffee orders. This coffee is going to knock your socks off. That number again is 855-GET-TOP-1. We say top one because this coffee is the top 1% grade. That's 855-438-8671. Have you ever wanted to join a yoga class yet felt self-conscious or simply didn't have the time? Now you can bring live kundalini yoga into your home with KRI-certified Dr. Ann Taylor. You will learn a scientific technology of movement, mantra, meditation, and breathing techniques designed to balance your mind, body, and spirit. Sign up today for our free newsletter and receive your first class free. Visit Ann with an E, Taylor.com. Hi, my name is Dr. Dane here from Access Consciousness. Are you a seeker, a dreamer, one of those people who's always known that there should be greater possibilities available but haven't yet been able to create it as your life? I'd like to help. Go to creatinggreaterpossibilities.com where there's a free video and audio series created especially for you. Once again, creatinggreaterpossibilities.com. It's free and it's designed to give you the actual tools that you need to create the life you've always been looking for. creatinggreaterpossibilities.com. Are the magic and mysteries of Egypt calling you? Picture yourself standing between the paws of the Sphinx, meditating inside the Great Pyramid and other sacred temples and exclusive visits. Imagine cruising down the Nile on a luxurious private sailing yacht and exploring the peaceful countryside of Egypt. If you're interested in travel that expands, transforms, and rejuvenates you, join Dr. Friedemann Schaub and Danielle Rama Hoffman, author of The Temples of Light, for a spiritual and healing journey to Egypt this September. Call for more information, 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-6463. Or visit EgyptIsCalling.com. That's EgyptIsCalling.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one. Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or a comment, 
Call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. And, you know, I want to just uh, let everyone know uh, about my very special guest today. And uh, Dr. Bresnitz joining us here today, Dr. Shlomo Bresnitz joining us here today, the author of many, many books, actually. Uh, but the book we're talking about today is called Maximum Brain Power, Challenging the Brain for Health and Wisdom, uh, co-authored along with uh, Collins Hemingway. And we're so thrilled to have him join us here today for a lot of reasons. Uh, and what I mean by that is there are so many things going on right now that are challenging people uh, left and right. Uh, some of the things I mentioned earlier have to do with, uh, with stress, uh, have to do with you know what it is that goes on in our lives that either challenge our our brain to get smarter or just kind of keep it hanging out there. Um, today we're sharing a very very important conversation with you and a very important uh, book. And the case, as in is in the part two of the book, the case for heavy mental lifting is what we're going to talk about now. Um, Dr. President, thank you for joining me here today. I want to talk about this this idea, this case for heavy mental lifting and and what does it mean? Because I think some sometimes folks, you know, just lean into the res- resolution that they're just going to lose their mind. Today's show is to change that thought. Yes, well, uh, let me put it like this. Uh First of all, why uh, lifting at all, and then why heavy lifting? The thing is that people realize today, I think uh, most of us realize, that you have to invest a little bit in uh, cognitive ability and not in the brain and not just in doing physical exercises. Although I must say in, in passing that physical exercise itself is good for the brain for many reasons, one of them being that uh, there is a better blood supply to the, uh, and fre- more fresh oxygen uh, entering the, the brain when we are exercising, and that in itself is very good for us cognitively. But uh, um, mental exercise or cognitive exercise is a different uh, 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 kettle of fish. Uh, some people engage in uh, wonderful, um, challenging hobbies. For instance, they like to play bridge or they play chess. I mean, I have been playing chess all my life. Uh, the problem is that as we become familiar with the game, whether it's chess or bridge or, or even doing crossword puzzles, they become more and more routine. Uh, think of Sudoku, for instance. You learn yes. the tricks, you learn the tricks, and after a while, you just go through the motions. There is very little new challenge after we have done I don't know how many of them before. So the problem is that many of these activities which are very, very good and very challenging at first become gradually more and more routine and they become less challenging. And then they become, you know, pleasant and uh, worthwhile, undoubtedly. I mean, bridge is wonderful for other reasons as well, because it's a social game, and social meetings are always good for the brain. Socializing is, is, is excellent, because social situations 
are more complex than than other issues and uh, th- this is very nice but but we cannot uh, uh, we cannot hope that just by doing those things again and again over and over again we will have enough of the challenge this is very similar to what people used to say let's say 20 years ago when when medicine came up with the notion that you really have to exercise actively physically uh, physical exercise and the point was that we do not spend enough energy just by sitting in cars and 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 driving you know going on elevators you you have to climb the stairs you have to do things and perhaps go to the gym and they took many many years for people to get convinced that they that they really need it because there is a feeling oh i'm moving all day from morning to evening so that should be enough and it's even more difficult to convince many of us that we have to do active cognitive exercises because we are aware of the fact that things are passing through our mind all the time from the moment we wake up and uh, we even remember having some dreams during the night and until we go to sleep our head is working all the time but uh, much of this seeming seemingly work is just uh, uh, routine and repetitious and not very, very complex. <clears throat> so I think sooner or later, um, more and more people will realize that you have to invest in it actively in order to keep in good shape. And, and this is where the heavy lifting comes in. Um, what, what, what is implied that there is a need to keep the level of challenge at the, at the optimal level which is different from different people. I mean, you cannot... uh, Let me share with you an experience I had just uh, not long ago. I was flying on a flight, and I finished my book two hours before landing. I was very lucky to to find that in in the flying magazine of that airline, there was a crossword puzzle which was not filled. So I took my pen and started to work on it. And it turned out that most of the questions were about issues that I didn't know at all, like all kinds of uh, of, um, um, television programs in this country, and I do not live here, typically. Uh, I'm just visiting. So I didn't know anything about these programs, so I gave up very quickly. It was Uh too, too hard for me to be engaging. And we all had the experience that crossword puzzles can be either too hard to be engaging or too easy to be engaging. And if, 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 if all the questions, you know, the answers, you are just really filling, the, filling in the blanks and there is no enjoyment in, in, no enjoyment in, it, in, in it at all. There is just one level of challenge which is right, and that is that it is hard but possible. I mean, I know, let's say, the answer to, to three, four questions going across. And then when I go uh, uh, the, other, uh, the other way, uh, these few letters that I have help me, and then I find something else and go back to something which I've struggled with but wasn't sure. And, and it has to be at that level of difficulty in order f- for the brain to keep engaged and for it to have some good uh, effect on us. Now, you cannot do it with a crossword puzzle, 
because if you have a crossword puzzle in the airline, there are uh, thousands of people flying, looking at the same crossword puzzle. For some, it is too difficult, like for me, that one was. For some, it's nothing, and for some, it's just right. And this is where the programs, the computerized training programs, come in. The beauty of the computer software is that it can find out the level of challenge that is optimal for each person. By, by testing the cognition first, and that is knowing how, what is the short-term memory of the person, how good he or she is in perceiving things, the visual attention, the auditory attention, all these basic cognitive skills. And once they are uh, known to the software, the, the, the program can really uh, provide uh, exercises which are just at the right level all the time, not just once in a while, but all the time. And this is the best and the optimal heavy lifting, so to speak, is to do things which are at the right level of challenge. And uh, uh, we cannot re just rely on luck for this. We have to seek it actively. It's like having a good coach uh, in a gym. After a while, the coach will, will, tell, will tell us, look, you, you, this is not, not uh, uh, important anymore. Now you have to do it slightly differently in order for your muscles to profit and so on and so forth. It's the same thing. Well, this is really, uh, this is actually exciting news for a lot of people that basically have given into the idea that they're just going to simply grow old. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're speaking about maximum brain power. Dr. Shlomo Bresnitz joining me here today. When we come back, we're going to talk about change. Change as a pathogen. What does that mean? You know, what is it about change that either takes people to the next level of their lives or not? When we come back, we'll take that and much more. Uh, later on in the show, we'll talk about what is what most people know as one of the most feared illnesses, diseases uh, in our culture right now. And that is Alzheimer's. When we come back, we'll talk about it, uh, that and much more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Did anyone teach you to be a parent? What if there were tools that could make your job a whole lot easier? Glenn Rice invites you to be the questionable parent you truly be in a dynamic teleseries designed to empower parents to know that they know and give you the awareness required to create ease and joy between you and your children. Check out GlennRice.com to learn more and to book a private session. Or dial 415-235-2807. Change your coffee experience forever with Kameno Island Coffee Roaster. Fair trade, certified organic, shade-grown delicious coffee. The Kameno Island Coffee Roasters are giving back. Receive a free pound of the most popular single origin coffee, Papua New Guinea, to the first 250 callers. The number is toll-free, 855-438-8671. Just pay $8.95 shipping and handling, and you can try triple certified coffee for yourself. The number is toll-free, 855-438-8671. This is a free pound of coffee that retails at $16.95. Once you've tried this coffee, 
you will automatically be enrolled in the Coffee Lovers Club for free and will always receive free shipping and nearly 30% off retail of your coffee orders. This coffee is going to knock your socks off. That number again is 855-GET-TOP-1. We say top one because this coffee is the top 1% grade. That's 855-438-8671. Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com to the Elizabeth Anglin Show, your psychic connection to your soul's path. Elizabeth takes you to the Universal Etheric Space Library, where soul records and life lesson plans are stored. This live call-in show will help you decide what your life plan is through the help of your guides and guardian angels. Visit ElizabethAnglin.com or call 1-888-640-4893 to schedule your reading with psychic medium, animal communicator, Elizabeth Anglin. The root cause of disease is not what you think. Doctors are treating the symptoms, not the root cause, because they haven't been trained to do so. Dr. Alex Lloyd has developed a simple technique that has saved thousands of people from lives of frustrating and debilitating illnesses. This technique has been featured on national broadcast and cable television in People, Time, and USA Today. If you are ready to heal and tired of being treated, visit DrAlexHealingCodes.com, where you will find free, life-changing information. Tune in to Dialogue Radio with Dr. Jeff on TransformationTalkRadio.com as the stories of the universe are revealed in this engaging and creative hit show. Mondays at 1 Pacific Time, 4 Eastern, Dr. Jeff fills the airwaves with Dialogue Radio, an epic conversation on self, society, and sustainability. Provocative, educational, transformative, and mythic, Dialogue Radio is the place where story seeds the imagination, heals the heart, and inspires personal, social, and planetary evolution. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one. Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. For more information about us, go to the DrPatShow.com or you could go to DrPatLive.com. Also, for more information on Transformation Talk Radio, go to TransformationTalkRadio.com or you can go to TTRNetwork.com. My very special guest today, just incredible book. This is a must-read Maximum Brain Power, Challenging the Brain for Health and Wisdom. I also would love to invite uh, all of you to visit Dr. Bresnit's work, uh, website, MaximumBrainPower.com. Check it out. There's some software that I want to make sure all of you are aware of on this site, uh, some training software, and we'll talk a little bit about that today as well. Uh, as a matter of fact, we'll talk about you know, talk about it in the context of change. Dr. Bresnitz, thank you for joining me here today. Uh, it's really an honor to have you here. Thank you for having me. I, I want to talk about part three in the book, and, I, and I've been really, really eager to talk to you about change. You know, I grew up in the corporate world as well, and um, one of the things that became really apparent uh, as we went through the 80s, moving into the 90s, that life as we knew it, was, at least in this country, life as we knew it, was going to change drastically with the repeal of the psychological contract on employment. 
people were no longer going to be able to count on working 30 years in an organization and getting retirement and benefits. Now, that started a whole wave of what some people call broken promises. And I wanted to ask you, it also caused a new paradigm for people. Some of the younger people can do something about it. Some of the older people got caught in the middle of it. But I want to talk about this idea of change as a pathogen. And many of our listeners may not know what that means, so I'd love for you to talk about that. Very well. Uh, uh, Change is very relevant, of course, to our topic of of cognitive fitness because, as I mentioned before, the, the most important ingredient for us is to be exposed to novelty, novelty and change. Uh, rather than routine and repetition. Uh, the problem is that uh, sometimes we are scared of change and uh, sometimes for good reasons. Um, change is always threatening, uh, particularly to older people, uh, and, uh, and therefore it, it is a, a major issue uh, even for young people today who are uh, struggling in the workplace to keep up and to be marketable, so to speak, uh, as the, as the uh, requirements are uh, altering in front of their eyes. <clears throat> so um, the, the, the issue of change, of change is that um, uh, is, is, is very tightly connected to the issue of specialization. Mm. Uh, if, if you are a specialist and you know a lot about a narrow band of things, <clears throat> If there is a change that will that will make the situation somewhat different, maybe our skills will become obsolete very quickly. So I would say that in a in a changing world, in a rapidly changing world like that of ours, uh, it is back to being the generalist rather than the specialist, uh, because knowing a, some something about a lot of things is like having a, a diversified portfolio of skills. And in the same way, like in an investment portfolio, if it, if it is diversified, it will survive better all the ups and downs and changes in the market. The same way we have to look at a diversified portfolio of skills as being a better preparation for changes in the workplace and in the needs that we, with which we will have to cope later on. One of the things that um, is, has struck me in my own experience and certainly many of the people listening here today is what happens when change creates enormous stress. I gave you one example, only because it's near and dear to my heart, um, you know, getting caught up as a human resource executive, getting caught up in in having to implement one of the first downsizing programs, large scale programs in this country, by the way. And I just couldn't do it. And so I ended up being one of the downsized. I then went on and spent um, two master's degrees and a doctorate studying the consequences of broken promises. So you could say probably from your perspective, I really put my brain into gear, but it was also good therapy (laughs) for me. Very what good. about this idea, though? You know, what if I didn't do that? What if, like millions and millions of people, 
that are now faced with losing their homes, losing their jobs, you know, the level of stress, no one's really talking about this. And I wanted to hear about what the effects are of this from your perspective. Well, stress is a, is a major uh, uh, topic, of course, and it's very relevant to, to everything you, you just said. Uh, we have to distinguish between two kinds of stress. Mm-hmm. There is a stress which is, which is uh, uh, acute, short-lived, uh, like you have a confrontation or you have uh, to perform, you have to go to a very important job interview, and you are stressed as you approach the interview and perhaps during the interview, but then the interview is done, is over. And there are stresses which are more chronic. <clears throat> now, many, for instance, worry about losing one's uh, job can be chronic. It's sufficient for somebody to, have, to imagine that the, that the boss did not smile nicely uh, one morning when we met at me and then I start to think oh, oh maybe I am on a list of people who will be who will be uh, uh, who will lose their jobs so so and and I, I can worry from nine to five and every day and, it, and and nothing very dramatic but something which is I'm never really relaxed and then if I have problems with my, uh, let's say, uh, adolescent kids at home, then I have problems from five to nine. And uh, there is no reason why these two should not coincide, and I can have a little stress all the time. Now, we are not a good uh, physically. We are not built well to, to be able to cope with the chronic stress. The, the acute stress, we are doing very well. I mean, we have all the physiological and biological mechanisms that prepare us to act uh, in, uh, under these short and dramatic stress effectively, and then we relax. It's the chronic ones, even though they are often milder, but they are very prolonged and repetitive that we are not good to deal, uh, at, at dealing with. And these chronic stressors often produce a whole variety of problems, some of them physical problems. And there is hardly any disease that we know of that does not have a stress as a component which adds to the likelihood of of actually developing the disease. It's it's related practically to everything that was ever tested. And then there are also some some uh, psychological and mental effects, of course, not just the physical ones. Mm-hmm. And these two often reinforce each other. When when you when you quoted from the book Maximum Brain Power, the 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 concept stress as a pathogen. Yes. I, I, yeah. Uh, th- th- this is very interesting. I want to explain this just yes. briefly. Um, if you take people, a large group of people, let's say a thousand people, and you ask them just a, a list of questions, did you in the last six months or in the last year um, buy a new house, which is a good thing, but it is a lot of change if you right. move, if you leave your neighborhood where you know everybody and move to a new place. Did you get, a, a, um, did you lose somebody 
near to you, which is a major chronic negative change, of course, if somebody dies, somebody that we are attached to very closely. Uh, did you marry? Did you have a new child? Did you get a raise in your, uh, or a promotion in, in your workplace? All these are changes, some big ones, some small ones. The interesting thing is that if you add them all up, how many changes and how big changes, how many of those are really major changes that people went through in their last six months, this is a good predictor of illness. The more change we experience, and by the way, even if some of it is a good one, some change that we thought, that we wanted, and it finally happened, it still makes uh, um, our adjustment more problematic. So if you, have, if you put all this together, one can say that the more uh, change one goes through recently, the more one is at risk for all kinds of problems. This has been found with, with heart disease, with cancer, with, with, with small things like uh, uh, such things as, as common cold even. Everything that was tested came out positive. Namely, a lot of change accumulated during the last phase of life, let's say last six months, is, is a bold ill for our health. So there is something to say about the need to keep stress at a, at a level that we can cope with. This is really the breakthrough information that, um, that everyone needs to know about. And, you know, this level of chronic, uh, you know, this, this level of chronic stress is so important. You, you know, it's really interesting. I want, you, we, we were talking the other day and, and we read an article about how yeah. things become, you know, listed in medical categories. And clearly, you know, in my case, I pay, you know, I, I, I pay attention to psychology probably more than most. But yeah. it's interesting because what happens is if, if a disorder becomes a, normal, a norm, as a matter yeah. of fact, I read an article the other day and it said, you know, we're thinking about taking narcissism off of the disorder list because so many people are narcissistic. <laughs> and I thought, isn't that funny? And I'm wondering if, if stress is going to fall under the same kind of, of microscope. It doesn't make sense to me. But yeah. are we not paying enough attention to chronic stress because so many people are in that category? That that is true, and now stress is still not defined as a as a as a disease itself. No, no. But it is a major contributor to all of them. So uh, one has to be really on on one's guard, and that's also the reason why, particularly in old age, uh, we, we often counsel uh, people who are older not to do too many changes at the same time. Let's say they have to, something happened, let's say they lost their spouse. So there is the notion, immediately move to another house. Or, right. You know, or, 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 or leave that place. And, and, and no, one has to be cognizant of the fact that all these um, changes add up one to the other, and they, then they cause a lot of problems. So one has to modulate the level of change 
at any given time as much as possible. It's not always in our hands, of course, but some things are, and we, we, we should be aware of it. Well, I want to, uh, you know, now talk a little bit about what people can do because this is really your platform as well. You know, the, you know, the work that you've done and the information, the books that you've written are, are really about empowering people, you know, to say, look, these are the things that you can do. This is what we've created. And I, I would love for you to share, um, information about what people can do. And then the next question is, you know, if they do this, you know, can we prevent or avoid moving into stages of Alzheimer's? All right. It's a tough one. Let me put yes. it like this. Unfortunately, okay. there is at this point no cure to the disease. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but let me give you one piece of statistic which is mind-boggling, really. Mm. Very important. It has been shown... And again and again, in studies in all the Western countries that, where it was tested, that people who, uh, who have higher education, that is, college or university, beyond high school, that is, people with higher education reduce their, um, their risk for Alzheimer's by two-thirds, by close to 70% reduce the risk, which is dramatic. Now, unfortunately, we still know, uh, or many of us know people who, who, who are educated and very smart and use their brains all their lives and still got the disease because that's the nature of statistics. It is not something that is foolproof. It's just probabilistically. But still, think about reducing the risk By two-thirds, there is nothing today that we know that even comes close to that. The the contribution of genetics to Alzheimer's is much smaller than we are talking here about higher education. Now, what is it in higher education? It's not what we learn in college or university. I mean, I have been a university professor all my life. And I know that there is no, nothing that I teach, I or my colleagues teach there, that has any chance of protecting these youngsters from this terrible disease 40 years later in life or 50 years later. It is something else. It is that people who have a higher degree get employed in more interesting and challenging jobs. And, and, and are spending all their working lives uh, being more challenged. Their brains are more challenged because of that. <clears throat> and that is what protects people subsequently. It is the working with our heads. And I can't, um, I can't emphasize this really more. Working, working, hard working, hard mental lifting, whatever the way you, you, you wish to call it, we have, we have to work with our brains and not let them run idle at any moment. And it is in our, in our hands. It is not something that we have to accept. You know, I'm now old, I, don't, I can't focus, and it's too hard for me, and so on. So I, I have to find something which is slightly less hard and something which I might enjoy, 
and invest in it and force myself, and then it becomes easier anyway. I mean, everything becomes easier after we, we start doing it. So the brain is very plastic. It responds to what we do with it. Therefore, we must not be passive, but we must try as much as we can to work with it and challenge it and let it, uh, uh, let it uh, give us pleasure for many, many years to come. Well, and this is really, uh, you know, what's so important about getting this message out there. You know, there's also, I want to talk for a minute about uh, the uh, training software, if, if we could, yes. to train our brain. Because, you know, I, I, we don't really think about this. So the first thing is really to get everybody on board that this is even possible. But, you know, tell us a little bit about what you've created here, because I think this is really the key for a lot of people. Yes. Well, I don't want to talk specifically about my software because this Mm -hmm. is a general thing. I just Mm -hmm. want to say that there is today software out there that measures the the precise level of of, uh, challenge that is optimal for each user. And you do it like 15 minutes, three times a week. Uh, That's all. I mean, it's very, very small investment in time, and it is quite pleasant because it's challenging a little bit, and therefore uh, one enjoys doing it and mastering it. And it is wide enough, so it covers all the major components of uh, cognition which are necessary for for active uh, life. See, we need we need perception and attention and short-term memory for everything we do, including what I am doing now, which is talking, and including what the listeners are doing is trying to understand what I am saying. This is all attention, perception, and short-term memory. These three major elements of cognition are trainable, and they are trainable even with adult brains and even with old brains. It takes a little long time, long, longer time, a little more effort, but it is possible. And this is the message which I would like to Well, I think it's a powerful message uh, for those of you out there that are tuning in. I mean, it is – I want to just make sure everybody knows to go to uh, the website, MaximumBrainPower.com. There's a lot of information on there, you know, including uh, looking at uh, some of the information, get a copy of the book for sure. Uh, and, you know, remember that each and every one of us has the ability to change. Dr. Bresnitz, thank you for joining us. Well, I want to thank everybody out there for tuning us in and turning us on. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Uh, Powerful, powerful, powerful show. Uh, I want to remind everyone out there, find out more, go to drpatlive.com. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. Thank you for joining us today for the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific on voiceamerica.com and Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW AM 1150. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com. Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? 
Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. Transformation Gratitude asks abundance, tell me, who are you? I would like to meet you and get to know you better. Gratitude responds, I am that which offers you the ability to multiply yourself according to your desires. I am that which sees you everywhere I lay my glance. I am that which opens wide the arms to you so that you can express your nature constantly. Gratitude is on a mission to create unlimited abundance by allowing it to circulate through you. Wouldn't it be wonderful to cultivate this unlimited creative potential every single day? Stimulate the energy of the essence of gratitude in your life by expressing your own desires of abundance and placing them in our seven spheres of gratitude origami box, which emanates powerful vibrations that transform your life in health, creativity, wealth, and enriched relationships. Visit our Gratitude Living Boutique at ExplorationGratitude.com. Tune in each week on Wednesdays at 12 Pacific and 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. And Dr. Peggy will lead you through the maze of info on topics from allergies and antioxidants to zinc and xylitol and all points in between, providing you with simple solutions to help you achieve optimal health for your mind, body, and spirit. Visit SimpleHealthNetwork.com to take your health back and get your copy of Dr. Peggy's amazing cookbook, OMG, That's Allergy free how would you like increased health and vitality how would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process this is all possible through a simple safe and natural process Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Stimulating program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. 